Ben looked over the top of his glasses. His whiny voice seemed to pierce Paige's eardrums. You signed on to be a temporary foster parent for this child, he said. All she does is sit in the house and stare at the walls, Paige countered as she glared back at the caseworker. I'm up to here. She raised her hand to just below her eyes. I can't force her to want to live. Give her more time, Ben said, his eyes showing the exhaustion of listening to complaining foster families. His life was filled with unwanted children, complaining foster parents, and natural parents who were too busy to utilize visitation privileges. Then there were the regulations that any sane man would burn. After 18 years working with the system, he had heard it all, seen it all, and become numb. All he wanted to do was keep the girl where he had her until he could find yet another home for her. Paige had to keep Abigail. No one else wanted the girl. Her parents have been dead almost six months, he repeated to her, hoping to renew her sympathy. Her whole life has been turned upside down. Paige was venting. She couldn't get the girl to eat or drink. She wouldn't speak. Paige felt exasperated and helpless. It wasn't supposed to be this way. One moment she was a single woman trying to make a living and the next thing she knew, she agreed to bring a temporary foster child in, one who hated everyone and everything. I am at a loss here, Ben. I don't know what to do with her. Her voice was shaking. We can give her antidepressants, and if you need Paige, we can give you something for your stress, the caseworker replied. I can call and get you a prescription. No, that ain't it. I don't want drugs. I just want my life back. I can't really help you out with that until we find another foster care facility. I know, Paige sighed. I am just frustrated. I have tried everything I know to get her to open up. I just don't know what to do. Paige thought for a moment about what the girl had been through. Abigail Sorensen was a free-spirited girl born to an older couple who gave her what she wanted most of the time. When preparing to go on vacation, she thought if she threw a temper tantrum, it would change their minds. But it didn't. She hadn't wanted to go. Now, honey, her mother had said in her sweetest voice, this will be fun. We will travel in the car and see Hell's Canyon and other amazing places. Abigail was seething sitting in the back seat of the car with music blaring in her earbuds. Not what she called fun. Her life was filled with shopping malls, nice clothes, the Internet, and a smartphone that made all of her friends envious. Anything in life of any importance was at the touch of a finger. Then on that particular day going through the desert, no service, no iTunes, nothing but silence and her parents sitting up front acting like they were having fun. She wanted to make them as miserable as she was. A sunny day, a winding road, and a speeding car coming around a corner too fast resulted in a head-on collision. Both of her parents were killed instantly. Abigail was pinned in the back seat with both of her legs smashed. With months of physical therapy ahead of her and the news of her parents, Abigail's life disintegrated before her eyes and sent her into a downward spiral of depression and anger. 
It seemed that everyone was telling her what to do, what she couldn't do, how she should feel, how not to feel, and how not to hide her feelings. How was she supposed to do all that when she didn't know what feelings she had? She just felt alone, isolated, and very angry. She buried herself even deeper into a life of electronics and internet, a world where she didn't have to try to please anyone, and she could be whoever she wanted. The person she was chatting with on the other end would never know that she was a cripple. The first two foster homes didn't know what to do with her anger. Throwing tantrums like never before, within two to three weeks, they would pull up to the DHS and say, We just wanted to help that poor child. But we don't need to put up with this. Abigail had taken a vase at her last foster home and thrown it across the room, 